Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Andrew Millen, and you're all very welcome back to the Selig Soul Podcast, the first of the new season. And today we'll be getting the view from Japan from Dan Olivitz who's a journalist with the Japan Times, and Dan has always been a great source of information for us since we start dipping into the Japanese market. And indeed, when Andrew Postacogra came, he told us what we were in for, and uh, he wasn't wrong. We uh, great two seasons under Ange, and uh, now, who would have saw it? Who could have seen this one coming? Brendan Rogers back in the hot seat. You know, I think most people are happy that he's in. I think some people uh, still hold grudges, but I think on the whole he'll be judged on his football results and nothing else because uh, I think, you know, people are start slowly realising that players come and go and managers come and go, but the fans remain loyal the whole time. But, you know, it's, it's a business and these players and managers are in it for what they can get out for themselves and how they can better their careers. So I've no hard feelings towards Ange. I wish him the best of luck at Tottenham. Um, and uh, I welcome Brendan back. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how we can improve the team because it's going to be a big season, Champions League, uh, two cup competitions and, of course, the bread and butter of the SPPL. There are you know, plenty to play for and uh, we need it. we're going to need a big squad. So please, please, please excuse my sniffles and snuffles. Uh, I have a cough and a cold. Uh, I've been out walking uh, the dog and getting weddings. So Henrik's, Henrik loves it, but me not so much. So it's in at my chest now. So as I said, uh, stick with me. Uh, and if, if I start spluttering or coughing during the podcast, please forgive me. And if you're a first-time listener of you to the podcast uh, and you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the notification button. You'll never miss an episode. And uh, also give us a, a thumbs up and leave a comment if you wish. And once again, look, thanks very much for the continued support of the fanzine. Issue 127 is uh, almost sold out. I think there's five copies left in, on the desk. And uh, if you'd like a copy, uh, visit CelticFanzine.com and you can hit the, hit the buy button there and we'll, we'll post it out to you later on. Also, thanks very much for visiting the website, for reading our blogs, listening to the podcast, and for attending our live events. And a big shout out to all the sponsors. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. And uh, without further ado, let's let's get Dan on. Dan, the man from Japan. Dan Olovich, journalist from the Japan Times. It's been a while since we chatted, Dan. How the hell are you doing? I'm great. Uh, it's hot. It's. Uh, I hope everyone who's who's coming here for the friendly, uh, you know, bring your sunscreen, bring a towel, uh, dress dress lightly. Uh, but no, it's it's uh, good to be back. And uh, congratulations on the treble. I guess I should say. Well, thanks very much. It was uh, it was a great season, and indeed, it was the how I started speaking to you. I think was when Ange Postecoglou was named manager, and just since moved on, as you, as you well know, he's he's now down in London, the riches of London. But uh, he came into the club. Uh, he owes us nothing, really. He was there for two seasons. He won five trophies, including that great treble last year. 
And, you know, we competed in Europe. He improved the team and he took a team over that was, let's face it, in disarray. We just lost, uh, we were going for 10 in a row. We just lost the league. Uh, John Kennedy was caretaker manager after Neil Lennon was has, had left or was sacked. And he just came in, rocked up Celtic Park on his own, just a toothbrush in his pocket, no backroom staff, and turned the club around. So you were right in what you said. You said we were going to uh, enjoy his time there and we were going to play some great football under him. So thanks very much for that uh, pre-advice. No, it, 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 it's exactly the same as we saw from him in, in Yokohama for, for, I guess, uh, three and three and a half seasons. Essentially, he came in. Uh, the the legacy he left is immense, but yeah, it, it's unfortunate. You always wish it was longer, but you do have to enjoy the ride. And I think that uh, it was a hell of a ride for Celtic fans. Um, incredible to see what he brought to the club and, and the way that he connected with with everyone involved with it. And it, it's and and the the contributions that he made to Japanese football by bringing in the players that he did and how they're performing and i think that that's going to go down as as huge in, in Japanese footballing history in the next few years yeah i know you're in japan the satellite fans are in japan they've started to arrive two pre-season friendlies one against yokohama and one then up in osaka against gamba so what's the build up in like in japan and has the ange you know, Ange leaving the club, has it affected ticket sales or interest? Yeah, I, to, to answer the second question, to leave that, I would say that I think without Ange, uh, the ticket sales for the Oklahoma game in particular aren't as strong as they perhaps would have been. Uh, I don't have any firm numbers, but I was checking uh, earlier uh, on the, the sales sites just to see which tickets are still available. And it looks like the lower bowl of Nissan Stadium, which fits well over 70,000 people, uh, is close to maybe, I don't know if it's quite selling out, but it's getting there. Uh, so I think that the lower bowl will be pretty full. Uh, as for the upper bowl, not too many takers, just tons of empty seats, but that's what happens when you have a stadium that's so big. So uh, ideally you want to, you do want to see at least 25, 30,000 in there. Uh, they just had over 40,000 for the Kanagawa Derby on Saturday against Kawasaki Frontale. So that remains to be seen. And, and to be honest, uh, I'm not super up on what the Gamba numbers are, but I think that for everyone involved, the Oklahoma game is sort of the biggest one just because of the connection uh, to Celtic and, and especially Maida and Tomoki Iwata having their, their homecoming. Yeah, and like the, the, the Japanese fans are kind of fanatical about about these players. Absolutely, and especially Maida, given his performances at the World Cup, uh, he has really established himself uh, as a national team player. Uh, Iwata was the heart of the squad uh, in 2022 when Yokohama won the J league and uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice for them. Uh, it's always great to see the local boys come home, uh, especially when they're playing for European clubs. And, and it's, uh, I think that it's been, there's been a lot of football happening uh, this year. We had 
league games through Sunday. So we're heading, this will be the first of many friendlies that are taking place in Japan over the next uh, three or so weeks, but hopefully it's a good one. Uh, I think that uh, the Marnos fans will be up for it. They've had a, a tough week. Uh, they lost in the Emperor's Cup to Match de Zelvia, uh, and then uh, a very late loss to Kawasaki in the Derby. I think that the goal was scored in the 93rd minute third minute of stoppage time so uh, they'll definitely be looking to turn things around and i think that this these these two friendlies they have this week against celtic and then against uh, man city uh will be a good chance for those players to make an impression and to show that they you know they still have the fire in their bellies so to speak yeah and, and celtic fans as i said are arriving they won't be arriving in, in the thousands i wouldn't imagine because it's so far away but a lot of the australian boys are, are, are gone and they've been I've been finding them on on social media, and I have to say I'm slightly jealous. I would have loved them to go, but it was just it was just too far and too expensive for uh, with with because we have Champions League coming up now, so I have to keep a few bob for for, for me tour of Europe. Of all the problems to have, uh, you can't go to the preseason friendly because you've got to save money for the Champions League. That's a pretty good problem to have, and it's one that Celtic fans didn't have uh, before. Ange, so there you go. Yeah, it, it's it is disappointing. I think you would have liked to see a lot more fans come from uh, from Scotland and from from Europe. Uh, I think that there's only two or three accredited media writers who are coming over. Uh, unfortunately, it's a very expensive flight these days. It's very difficult to get to Europe from, excuse me, it's very difficult to get to Japan from Europe, uh, especially given that, you know, the war in Ukraine is still going on and, and airlines can't use Russian airspace. So that is automatically adding a lot of hours, uh, to, to any flight, uh, to say nothing of the cost. Uh, I'm, I'm going stateside next month and that's a, about $2,500 flight round trip. So it's brutal for everyone. Um, it's unfortunate timing, but sort of what can you do? I think that's, it's up to the club to continue, uh, what it's built in Japan and the audience and, and, and the fan base here. So that maybe not next year, but the year after, you know, they can come back and then they can make Japan a regular stop whenever they're in Asia. Yeah. There was, um, like, it's it's great to see on social media. You have the usual suspects from over this this side of the sea. You never miss a game home or away. You know these guys will turn up at a preseason tra- training camp just for just for a selfie, um, and let people know who I'm talking about there. But I don't want to mention names in case I forget someone. I know a lot of the Aussie boys are gone, and then there's a lot of supporters clubs based in Asia, and there's a lad in in Tokyo, and he's doing a great job. He's he set up a Facebook page, and he's been helping fans with accommodation and travel details and bullet trains and everything. So he's been, he's been a great, a great help to people. But as I said, I, I, I'm a little jealous, but I have to put my jealousy aside and uh, look forward to the Champions League trips and getting back to, getting back to Glasgow. But we've, we've also, we've benefited from the game being cancelled in Korea because we have it in Dublin now, which is only 30, 40 minutes up the road for me. So this will be a treat to get a game that, you know, I'll be home for tea there you go. You don't have to 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 fly over. That's that's as easy as it gets. It's an unusual one. Um, they don't come enough to Ireland, uh, which is a pity. I think this, it should be an annual thing because the the pilgrimage that the Irish fans make week in week out is uh, second. There's no other. There's no other support support for any team in in the Premier League would come close to the amount of fans that travel from Celtic and how organised it is. You know, buses, boats, flights. Trains, planes, you name it. People, people are, are traveling weekend, and not just for 
you know, not just for the big games. There's a clamour for tickets for the stadium. The season books are sold out for the year. Supporters clubs will have will have their season book holders. And then there's a clamour then for tickets for any game. And away tickets are getting so hard now with Rangers and hard to cut the allegations. So, uh, like the likes of Livingston will, will open up the stadium. They'll, they'll do a financial deal because it's, it's beneficial to them. They're a small club. But other clubs like Kilmarnock, who used to give us tickets, and St Mirren, they've decided now to cut our allocation. So getting to away games is getting harder and harder, which is a shame. But at least Livingston have the brains to go, let, let them in. We'll take one stand, give them three stands, and they come twice a year, so we'll make a financial killing. And it helps them as well. But we're not here to talk about Livingston. We're here to talk about Japan. Um, there's still... Even with Ange gone, there's still a, so much interest in, in Japan and that Celtic squad. You know, Maeda is a World Cup hero. Kyogo, both recently signed new term, new long-term contracts. And Tamiki Iwata, after six months in loan, has made his move permanent. You know, are, are Celtic still, you know, grabbing the sports headlines over there? Did, did he appear in the press on a regular basis? Uh, Fidohashi is certainly uh, being named uh, the the player of the year and again league MVP. That that's a huge accomplishment. Uh, I, the second player to do so after Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, and that, that that's rarefied air right there. Um, I think, and and it is definitely fair to say that what Kyogo and what uh, Leo did in in Celtic uh, that did lead to them getting called up to the national team in June. Uh, as as I sort of told everyone, I know that there was a lot of a lot of people who were upset that they didn't get called up to the March friendlies, and I just said, calm down. You know, Japan has a lot of friendlies to go before uh, they play competitively again. They'll get their shot, and they did, um, and, and it's well-deserved. And I think that uh, whatever happened in the last World Cup cycle is done. Uh, everyone is a clean slate, and I think that by... S- especially at least for Maida and Furuhashi by, by signing on to these new long-term deals, uh, that is a show of faith from them in Celtic being a club that will advance their careers. Um, will they stay the entire length of, of their contract? Obviously I think that's, that's too far off in the future for us to discuss, but uh, that con those, those new deals mean that if they are sold hypothetically, I'm not will, I'm not, I'm not bringing any rumors into the world, but Celtic are going to make a killing. Uh, they're they're going to bring in huge transfer fees for both of them, and, and eventually for Hatate, I would assume. So uh, that's them respecting the club that has helped establish them as big-time Japanese footballers in Europe. Uh, it's great to see. I think we didn't get to see too much of Iwata uh, or uh, Yuki Kobayashi last season, a couple appearances, but uh, there was some concern that, well, with Ange leaving and Brendan Rodgers coming in, Maybe Iwata wouldn't get signed uh, to to a full deal, but he did, and I think that that's really promising to see. I'm looking forward to to seeing him get more time next season, and hopefully becoming a key part of the squad like his uh, compatriots. And and Kobayashi is still developing, uh, but he's he's got time; he'll get there. Yeah, Hitati has been a standout player. Um, he's been one of the best players we've had um, from his come in. He had a little bit of a lean patch, um, but generally his performances have been outstanding. And like, because we live in a Celtic bubble, when the Japanese squad was uh, announced, like we were 
you know, eyebrows were raised. We were surprised that Kyogo and Hatati were not in the team. And maybe that Maida was. But then when you watch Maida in the World Cup and the energy and, you know, I suppose his enthusiasm and everything he brought to, to, to that team, like he was, he was just a workhorse. He worked so hard. Like what a team player. He was absolutely what that Japan squad needed. Uh, I think that when you're looking at Japan and the national team setup, you do at times, as much as you'd love to see Japan play in a way that fully utilizes Kyogo and Leo, uh, we're not there yet. That's just not how Moriyasu has set things up. And we also don't have a strong enough def- defense and we don't have the, the back line to make Ange ball possible. Uh, you know, and in that sense, Maida was uh, the best fit for the style of play that Moriyasu was trying to accomplish. Now, as I said, going forward, new cycle, clean slate, everyone's got a chance. And I, I think that the hope is that in these next three years, uh, you will see Japan turn into a squad that can use players like Kyogo and Neo uh, to, to the fullest of their abilities. Um, I would, I, I think that Leo, I've said it last year that Qatar may have been too early for Leo, but he'll be in the mix in 2026. And I, I stand by that. I do think that he'll get his world cup chance. Yeah. He, he, and you know what, like just from, we see he deserves, you know, and, but the, the whole, um, the Japanese boys have really bought into Celtic. They've, they've they've bought into the city. They've bought into the fans. Like Kyogo is, you know, he he leads he leads the players at the end of the game when they celebrate in front of the ultras. He is he is uh, he's he seems to be loving life, you know, at Celtic, and it seems to have, um, you know, under Ange, Ange obviously, you know, wanted him when he was in Japan. He was the first player he he took, and he just seems to be, you know. You know, I thought he was a little off the pace when he came back from injury. I just thought he was just that little bit. And then, you know, boom, he pops up and he, he's knocking in goals. Like, And he's that type of player that even if he's, even if he's having, like he's not getting the supply or he's having, you know, not one of his greatest games, he's still capable of popping up and scoring at any time. And he, he must be a nightmare for defenders. Absolutely. Uh, I think that, The relationship that he has with the supporters, it's the same relationship that he had with with his supporters in Kobe and in in Gifu before then. I think that uh, Japanese players, you see how close they are to the fans here. And that really speaks to the the culture that Japanese football has developed. uh, Because remember, the the J-League is only 30 years old. Uh, and part of why it is expanded and, and part of why Japanese football has been able to evolve is because uh, they've put the community first. And, and so the, the players are never kept at arm's distance from the fans. Uh, they're, they're doing as much as they can to make sure that that connection is there. And so he feeds off that energy and you can see it and it's contagious. And uh, for him to embrace that in a foreign country uh, where he was still adjusting to the culture. He's been there for, for two seasons now. I think he's pretty used to it, but uh, it's fantastic. And I think that him as that role model, uh, it, it really does show other Japanese players how to do it. And it's great. Um, you, you love to see it and you hope to keep seeing more of it. Yeah, the, the, the thing about, like, he would have loved it back in the day because before we built Lennox Town, which is, which is way outside Glasgow, 
we had uh, Barrowfield where the the younger team still train, but the, the players would have changed in the in the stadium, the dressing rooms, and ha- would have had to walk. So you had you know even back you know the Lisbon Lions, the team that won the European Cup, you know the centenary team, Martin O'Neill's teams, you know the the, the Henry Glass and stay and you know so if you lived in the area, you know you. you this was a, a daily occurrence to see the players coming and going. And now it's kind of like, you'll see people maybe outside the state, outside the training ground. You'll see it around mm-hmm. the, the big clubs, you know, with the jersey, trying to get a selfie, you know, trying to get an autograph. Whereas before they were much more, I suppose, uh, you know, approachable. Because now I think social media as well doesn't help because, you know, people are getting, you know, players can say nothing or do nothing because if they, if, if they've recorded even an interview for, for 10 minutes, it would be, uh, they could they they could cut it down to thirty seconds and make it you know make a headline out of it. So you can you can understand why there is that little bit of um, gap between the, being the fans and the players. But on the pitch and celebrating with the players, you know, no one does it better than Kyogo. But like, if I think back when when we first started chatting about the the Japanese uh, invasion of Glasgow, uh, you 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 always said to me, you know, you didn't expect us to go into the market for defenders. But, you know, you said, no, no, there's plenty in the midfield and there's plenty up front. But we did go into the market and we saw in the Kobe Ashi, I hope I pronounced that correct. And we don't, we, we haven't seen much of him. Uh, he's been in in the team a little and out of the team, but um, he wouldn't be, like Vickers is out injured, he wouldn't be uh, first choice yet. So, you know, we haven't spoken, we never had done a podcast when he signed and indeed when Uwata signed. So just tell us a little bit uh, what can we can expect from both of them players. So Kobayashi, you know, he's still very young. I think he was still sort of uh, in his first couple of seasons at Kobe when when they brought him over. Um, an interesting selection and maybe not one of the strongest uh Japanese defenders that are out there, but he's, he's definitely got that physicality. He, he's, he's got that, that, that awareness. And, you know, I, I think that, that the awareness is what you needed more than anything under Ange's system, just because you do need to, to know where everyone is. Uh, you need to be able to feed the ball out. You need to be able to, to, to win possession. Uh, and, uh, it was an interesting signing when it happened, and it, it's as you say, we haven't really seen enough of him uh, to tell whether or not it was a, a, a good signing. Uh, so I'm sort of holding my judgment, but I mean, as a defender, he is very skilled, and he, he's also young enough that even just training with the first team, uh, he's going to mature and he's going to improve. And as, as for Iwata, just such a a dominant presence in the midfield and able to press and able to force turnovers, a really keen pass distribution, uh, an MVP performance uh, for Marinos last season. uh, And that that's a performance that he could have easily done uh, under Ange in, in 2019 when, when, that Marino squad won the league. I believe he was still uh, with Oita uh, at the time. I th- I'm pretty, 99% sure Oita. Um, and, and they're they're both not marquee players. Um, they're never going to get the headlines that Maida, Furuhashi, and, and Hatate are going to get. Uh, just uh, I think that as in any other as in any other country, Japan loves a goal scorer. Japan loves a playmaker. Uh, the, the center midfielders, the center backs, uh, 
sort of an unheralded position. Uh, but when you're playing uh, this style of attacking football, uh, when you're uh, when your your goal is to move the ball up the pitch as fast as possible and to connect all the players, that is where it starts on that back line. So they're the they they are the engines, uh, but you're not seeing under the hood. You're seeing, uh, you know, you're seeing how shiny the, 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 the car, the car is. So I, I think that again, playing in the champions league, you've got the cups, you've got the domestic campaign, they'll get their chances. Uh, and, and they may not be in the national team picture yet. Uh, but you know, as we've seen with the other three, three players, you play well in Celtic, you play well in Europe, you get your opportunity. Yeah. It's interesting. To, you mentioned that uh, we have the cups and we have, the Champions League, because it really is going to become a squad game now. Even looking further down the road, like the Champions League format will change next year. Uh, as far as I know, there'll be four home games and four away games against different teams. If you come out of the group or you drop into the to Europa League, you know, it's 10 games. It's a tour of your season. So, you know, you, we should be able to attract better players if you tell them, look, tour of your season is going to be in, in Europe against, you know, these big clubs. And then with the Saudi money that's coming in now, like it's it, like it's just uncompetable. But with the money we got for Jota, you know, an estimated thirty million, you know, and he's going to earn you know a hundred million. It's like people talk about life changing money, but <clears throat> excuse me, but this is like just uh, you know, it's and I wouldn't say it's come out of nowhere because they they own. I think that Saudi wealth fund bought. 75% of the top four clubs and they're, mm. they've also bought Newcastle. They're able to bring players in, but they are pushing and it's, it's a lot of people believe it's Saudi money that is pushing for the world club championships, which will be great for the Asian teams, but they reckon that's going to be, you know, rival the champions league. You know, that's if they don't buy the champions league before then. But it, like, well, so I, squads are going to be so important. And I, I, to to your point, um, I, I will also point out that a number of Japanese players uh, in this offseason have reportedly uh, received big money offers from Saudi clubs. I believe Hatate may have been one of them. Uh, Takefusa Kubo uh, at uh, Real Sociedad was one of them. Uh, and they've all said no. They've all turned them down because they want to play in Europe. Um, I, I think that you will have... Possibly, you know, some some Japanese players who are maybe on on the tail end of their European careers who may get really big offers, uh, offers far beyond what they'll earn in Europe or certainly Japan. They may take it at some point, but for them, uh, European comp playing in top European leagues, domestic and, and uh, continental, uh, that is the goal for Japanese players. So the the fact that they're turning down. Uh, offers you here 20, 30, 40 million euros for some of these players. Uh, it, it does speak to how important it is, uh, to, to play in these competitions. And so I, I think that what we've seen over the last decade, really 15 years is Japanese players going to Europe by the dozens. And now more and more are getting established. They're not just going for one season and coming back, but some of them are staying for three, five, even 10 seasons. Uh, and for now, I think Europe remains the destination. And as long as Celtic uh, can play such a prominent role in European football you know, as a club, they will be continue to be a major destination. Yeah, it's interesting you say about Hattati because we, we had nothing concrete in that. Um so obviously we had made the rumor mill in Japan. 
yeah, there's, I mean, there's always rumors. And, and I, I think that especially, uh, at the rate at which Saudi clubs are trying to buy top talent, everyone has been tied to Al Ittihad or, or Al Saad or, or yeah, at, at some point, but I, the players, you know, Japanese players aren't going to bite. I think we have, we've had one or two players of the last couple of years have gone to uh, UAE or they've gone to Qatar, uh, Shogo Taniguchi, uh, Hatate's former teammate. Uh, did so recently. He's in Qatar right now. But it's, it's, you know, you're not going to advance your career playing in Qatar. Um, Jap- the, the Japanese media are not going to follow you uh, in Jeddah or Riyadh. Uh, they are going to follow you in Glasgow, in, in, in London, in Barcelona, in, in Madrid. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the goal for Japanese players. They want to be in Europe. One Japanese player that we didn't mention yet that is still on Celtic's books out on loan is the unfortunate and unlucky Itaguchi. Uh, I think, if memory says me right, he made his debut against Alawa on a cold night in the Scottish Cup. Oh, was the league? No, I think it was the Scottish Cup. Um, Saturday evening, I was at the game and he, he, you know, he started well and he gets injured and then you know, we didn't see a hell of a lot more of him. And then he goes out on loan, and I think when we were talking offline, you said he's he's still injured. Uh, you know what? And I was uh, mistaken. I've I've gone and looked up the info. So he was, so he played the first three games of the season, uh, fractured his ankle, uh, and he was out through May. Uh, but he did come back in uh, early June, and he's actually been back since then i think he's started he's made full appearances in their last five games uh, i'll admit i haven't seen much of obviously about fukuoka this season uh and they're not going to to rise up the 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 standings anytime soon uh, they're they're currently 10th in the table i mean they could finish they'll finish mid table ish but he he's he's alive i'll say that he's alive he's playing um Will he ever get back to Europe again? Mm, maybe not. I feel like his. I, I've said it at the time. I'll. It was always a. Uh, it was a bet. Ange made a bet, and it didn't play out. Uh, he was two for three. You can look at it that way, and I. I don't think that Idaguchi wasn't a bad bet. I think that if he'd stayed healthy. Uh, he would have impressed, but he, he couldn't stay healthy. Just as he had injury issues in his first time in Europe, uh, he just can't, you know, really bad luck. And now uh, by both Celtic and, and now at Avispa, and, and that's just how it's gone. So, Dan, just before we wrap up, uh, it's been a pleasure chatting. Um, it's, it's been too long. I won't leave it so long the next time. I've just so busy with um, real life away from football. Uh, it's been a busy year. Away back, from football? Back, wow, that's the. I didn't know that there was life away from football. Well, well there is. Well, you know, sometimes you have to make a few quid to get the money to go to all these football games. So, uh, but look, it's been a pleasure. But just before you go, can you just give us a quick, uh, just a quick minute or two on what the fans can expect while they're in in Japan? You said it's going to be warm. Bring the sunscreen. What else can they expect? Um, yeah, I will say, I mean, it's, it's hot, it's humid, it's really hot, really humid, but, but, uh, and it's busy, uh, uh, as people may not know, Japan was closed to tourism until about 
October, November of last year. Uh, the, the border was pretty tight because of the pandemic. Uh, but we're now fully open. I believe they dropped the vaccination requirements. Uh, masking requirements have stopped, although you will see a lot of people, uh, still masking up on public transportation. You know, it was maybe 95% back in March and now it's maybe 40, 50% today. Uh, but life is returning. I think Tokyo is really vibrant. Uh, these days, it's been nice to see tourists back. Not so nice to see lines at some of my favorite restaurants that that used to you know, used to be able to walk into these last couple of years. Uh, but it's Tokyo is still from for my money one of the best best city in the world. It's my home, uh, and I'm glad that uh, wherever you're coming from, uh, hopefully you'll get to experience some of it, and uh, you'll want to come back again uh, because it does it just has so much to offer, and the football is amazing. You can't beat it. Brilliant, Dan. Thank you so much. Uh, and to all the Celtic fans who are over there enjoying themselves, uh, I, I am jealous. Dan, thank you so much. Well, and we'll I, talk I, soon. And, and, yeah, absolutely. And hey, if you're listening to this and you're out in uh, Japan for these games, uh, I'll be out and about at Nissan Stadium on Wednesdays. So uh, if you see me, say hi and uh, would love to chat with everyone. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. And listen, we can we can read just your reports in the on the, in the Japan Times. Can we get a translation? Uh, a translation? Can, can can we read the digit? Can we read your articles well, in, in English? It's in English. Oh, it's, it's in English it's, newspaper. Uh, I read it in English. Yeah, we're, ah, yeah. Okay, well, I thought they trans- yeah. translated into j- Japanese. Oh no, no, no! Um, we're the 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 oldest uh, English language publication in Japan. One hundred twenty six years. So, listen. If you send us on the links of the stuff uh, from your from the time that are over there, uh, we'd, we'd love it, and we will post it up on the website and on the socials. Appreciate it. I've got some some great stories I've put out these last couple of weeks, and so yeah, you know, get read them over it, to us. It. Absolutely. Cheers, Dan. You're a gent. Thanks, Andrew. Take care. Well, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thanks to Dan for joining us again. Great to get an insight into life in Japan and what it's going to be like for the fans over there. And indeed, uh, the, the, the players we, we, we have now on our books because we didn't get a chance to talk to Dan when, when some of the later editions signed and we didn't get a chance to talk to him until now. So it's great to get uh, an insight into, into those players and what futures they may have or may, may not have at Celtic. The plan is to record regular pods now going forward and uh, bring back the Celtic Soul interviews, which I think people uh, want. Um, and if we can get them back weekly, it would be great. Again, it's down to time. Um, I'm really busy outside uh, with, with, I suppose, non-Celtic stuff. So, uh, and you know, that pays the bills. But we hope to get back in. I think I will have a bit more time this season. Last, last, The end of last season was a bit uh, hectic on the walk front. And listen, um, all our content is free. But if you would like to support us, we do not put anything behind the paywall. You can do so by visiting CelticFanzine.com where you can buy the fanzine, subscribe to the fanzine, buy some of our merch, and you can even donate for the price of a pint if you want to buy us a pint. Uh, and all that's on the website, as I said, CelticFanzine.com. And if you're a sponsor with a Celtic mind or a Celtic minded sponsor, and you would like to get involved with us, we'd love to have you on board. Uh, you can email us at info at celticfanzine.com and you can also private message us on social media. You'll find us across most of the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. For those for those of you in Japan, I am so jealous. Have a great time. Um, but for us here at home, both games are available on Celtic TV. 7pm kickoff, uh, Japanese time, I believe, and I think it's 11am Celtic time. So uh, it'll give us a... 
I suppose a look at Brendan's second stint at Celtic his first game in competitive game in charge I know they've been in Portugal and some people have been given out that they, they didn't get to see the games but I suppose they were only bounce games and nothing really in them but we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get a bit of a bit of competition and some competitive time out there because uh, we've got a big season ahead of us so folks uh, as I said thanks very much for tuning in keep the faith and talk to you all soon